0: Libby
1: and I'm Farron
0: and this is the tip of the iceberg that means it's socially acceptable to talk about domestic violence as much as we do happy domestic violence awareness Month! it's October and October perhaps is my favorite month. Mine of the year. too.
1: I love October. Yeah.
0: It's kind of a tie between September and October. Mhm. Because I love the fall. Mhm. And Halloween. October is during is when Halloween is. That makes sense. Correct. And it's when domestic violence awareness month is. Yes, which is very important. It is important especially in our lives because that means it's socially acceptable to talk about domestic violence as much as we do. Yep. So it's kind of relieving in a way yeah don't you think it's for <laughs> to, to not to know that we're not just like springing it on somebody yeah when we talk about domestic violence incessantly mm-hmm. i have an excuse yep it's domestic violence awareness month yep that's right it's really important <laughs> so i'm gonna share my knowledge with you right so be prepared for this 47 minute long conversation that we're about to have <laughs> on the bus yeah <laughs> on an airplane it is October 3rd and it's happening (laughs) (laughs) I now have an excuse that's so funny (laughs) well we thought because it's domestic violence awareness month and it's the beginning of October we'd hit you with some fun trivia
1: yeah 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 to kind of begin our month of talking about domestic violence right Yeah. Because if you are a
0: very loyal and avid listener, then you have heard and learned so much about domestic violence. Yeah. But if you're new to the podcast or if, you know, you'd like a refresher or even if you know a lot about domestic violence, it's always good to explore some, explore some trivia. Yeah. I think. So we have some common myths about domestic violence and we're going to play a little game of true and false. Yeah. Or. True or false. True
1: or false. Can't be both. Can't be both. Can't be both true and false. Maybe it could.
0: We talk a lot about how this work is gray. Yeah, it is. It is. That said, none of these will be true and false. No,
1: none of these are very gray.
0: They are clearly right or wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep so um play along with us we'll give you a second to answer Mm -hmm. we'll we'll try not to talk for for a couple seconds It's very hard for us as you know yes (laughs) but we'll try and give you a second to to answer these in your head before we talk about them. yep yeah i will go first okay this one is very interesting Mm -hmm. because this is okay true or false domestic violence is due to poverty or lack of education (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we need some theme music. Yeah, we do. Yeah, true or false. Well, the answer is false. The answer yeah, is false. The answer is false. This is a common misconception. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's super common, too, because I feel like in the work that we do, we, t- we see a lot of, you know, low-income, impoverished people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that there is no evidence to support that domestic violence happens more frequently in a lower socioeconomic household, in a higher socioeconomic household, in highly educated or poorly educated, it is pervasive. Domestic violence does not discriminate. That said, I think we do see... A difference in the people that are reaching out for services.
1: Yes. hmm Yes. Yep. And we know that people who have money are able to, that perpetrators who have money are able to, they have wealthy friends, they have wealthy attorneys. Yep. They're able to kind of more easily in any situation of illegal activity get rid of the problem. Right. right? More so than someone who doesn't have resources.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And also women who maybe come from, like, who are educated or who have wealthy parents or whatever might be able to afford a lawyer or find an apartment or something easier than a woman who doesn't have any resources. Absolutely. Right? Right. Yeah. So when
0: I was in school
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and I was just a really little baby social worker Mm -hmm. and I interned at a domestic violence program Mm -hmm. and I was so confused. Because I had heard this statistic over and over again that domestic violence does not discriminate. Everyone experiences it. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are,
2: yeah.
0: how whatever you are. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused because I was working in this domestic violence program working with really poor, really disadvantaged people with a lot of barriers. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, something is not adding Seems up like here. It's happening more often. with Yeah, maybe yeah.
1: the statistic is wrong.
0: Yeah. Until I had... A genius supervisor. And she made this... She put it in a way that I could understand better. Mm-hmm. In that, if you are experiencing domestic violence and you have any other resource, the last thing you're going to go to is a domestic violence shelter, right? Right. If you have an aunt, if you have a friend, if you have a sister, if you have savings, <laughs> if you have any resources, kind of like what you are saying, you're not going to be... One of the people that we're providing services to, most likely. Right. Like, you might come in and do some safety planning, maybe. Help with a protection order, maybe. maybe. Right. But you have a lot of resources at your disposal. The people that I was seeing as I was interning in this, like, inner-city domestic violence program were people that were completely out of options. Yeah. Were completely out of options. They had no supports. They had no resources. And so because of this... The people I was working with were very low socioeconomic status. We had a lot of barriers. We had a lot of substance abuse. We had a lot of everything. And at first I was like, oh, okay, so maybe this isn't right. Maybe maybe only people that are in poverty or don't have a lot of education are experiencing domestic violence. But as I thought about it more and I looked at it more... It's just that people are going to use the resources that mm-hmm. they have available.
1: Yeah.
0: And whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this is easy to misconstrue. Yeah. Especially if you are a service provider or if you do any dealings, volunteer at all or anything, you're going to see like a, little, a lot of the people that you're working with are poor yeah. and really disadvantaged. But that's because you're the resource they have in term, rather than like. An abundant safety network, right? To to pick them up when they fall. Mm -hmm. So I totally get it. I totally get this. Yeah, you get that. So if you got this wrong, I feel you.
1: I've been there. Yeah, I get that because it's easy to feel confused about that one.
0: Totally. Plus, I think the more I don't know. I think domestic violence is in most cases invisible. But I think the more power you have in your relationship, the more invisible it gets.
1: Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree with that. hmm
0: I think that when we have, how frequently do we ever hear uh, high-ranking government officials or senators or, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: how frequently do we hear about domestic violence and their relationships? Yeah. Never, right? Right. Never. I'm not sure I've ever heard about that. That said, does that mean it's not happening? No. No, it just means that they have the magic power to make it go away. Right.
1: Because they have money and they have power.
0: Right. And they have resources. And they can just slide it all under the rug. Right. That
1: happens in every community. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. In every
1: socioeconomic class. That's right. Yeah. Um, Alcohol and drug use is a major cause of domestic violence. Oh, this is another... Okay. This is
0: the hardest version of... uh, True or false? I was going to say truth or dare. (laughs) This is a really intense version of... uh, True or false. True or false. Again, in my head, I was truth or dare. Truth or dare. It's a really... These are hard ones. These are things that we hear all the time. Mm -hmm. This one's
1: false. Correct. This one's false. So... We often see and hear from women who say that... When he doesn't drink, he's not abusive, or if he would just be able to get sober, he wouldn't be so abusive. But we know that alcohol and drug use can be associated with domestic violence, but it is not a cause of violence because there are a lot of men who are violent who don't drink. Right. And there are a lot of men who drink and are not violent. Correct. So it's not like everybody who drinks alcohol suddenly becomes a maniac and Mm -hmm. beats up their partner, Mm -hmm. right? So we know that that's not true because we know that they don't get drunk and beat up their boss or right. their doctor, <laughs> right? or like the a random stranger on the street. they're beating they have that's that controlled mm-hmm. anger, right? Directed at, at Directed one at one person. person. And so if they were just drinking and becoming crazy. They would be crazy with everyone. Because you see that with people who drink and become crazy. And then they're just an idiot. Right. And they will bite a cop. Do you say night? Oh, yeah. My cousin the cop. He got bit one time. Bad. They'll bite a cop and punch a bouncer on the way out of the bar before getting arrested. Right? Like, right. they're just nuts. And they need to go to jail. Sure. But not Domestic all... Domestic violence yeah. perpetrators often don't behave that way. Correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. So this is a big myth. Well, and I think, too, that... You know, when drinking or using substances it lowers your inner Yeah. But it doesn't completely fundamentally change who you are as a person. No. So ultimately I think it just gets you more in touch in touch with yourself. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not like you are completely it's not it's not like you're seeing something when you drink that you aren't seeing when you're sober. Right. It's just there more and sloppier. You right, know? right, 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 right. <laughs> right. So it my m- I would reckon that it's just that you are you might
1: become more abusive when you drink, but it's because you're abusive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you
1: know what I mean? It might take less to get you there because you're drinking right? and people are quicker to anger and sadness because alcohol is a depressant. Sure, yeah. But that's not to say that if you were sober, you wouldn't get there. Exactly. Thank you for saying what I was trying to say. Yeah. You fixed it. You just may not get there as quickly. Right. 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 It's not going to all of a sudden, because you're on substances, you're abusive. Right. No. Yeah. There are plenty of of people who are able to drink alcohol in excess without becoming crazy abusive. Right. So that's a big myth.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's totally fair that people would think that that is... Because there are victims who think that that's the case, right? So it's totally Frequently. fair to be like, uh, yeah, alcohol and drug use causes people to be violent. Well, and it's an excuse that a lot of people give too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of, of abusers give that. Yeah. Like if I, gosh, if I wasn't, have, wouldn't have been drinking. You know how I get when I drink. Yeah. <sighs> even,
0: even in the the podcast that we recorded about the NFL players, um, there was even a line where one of the victims said, like, he is a different person when he drinks. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's when he drinks, he gets out of control. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's very common. Oh, yeah. We hear that all the time. So it's not like n- nothing wrong with that if you said that's no. a, a true statement. That's
0: why I said these true or falses are hard. Yeah, these ones are. They're not very obvious. They're super hard, and they might... I mean, I think that you'd have to be an advocate for a while to, to automatically come to these conclusions.
2: hmm hmm
0: So next one a battered woman leaves her husband many times mm. true or false
2: wow
0: we are coming
1: up with lots of good
0: thinking <laughs> music that's what I would say this is true yeah this is true this is true um, statistics show that women leave on average between like six to nine times
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: before it's 6 mm-hmm
1: yeah, and we have talked about this a lot. Yeah, we've talked a lot about why women don't leave or why they go back. Mm-hmm. Because that's a big conversation starter, this topic is, when we're talking about domestic violence. Right. I would say a majority of the time when people talk to me about my work, they always ask me, like, why don't those women just get out and stay out? Right. What is it about these guys that these women just keep going back and thinking that they'll change? Yep. And people genuinely, and if I wasn't, like, before I was an advocate and before I was a domestic violence professional, I had the same questions. Mm-hmm. So it's not wrong or insensitive of someone to say, like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, why, why would she go back to a guy that hit her? Like, that's, what the heck?
0: Because it makes perfect sense that, in your healthy world yeah, to, totally. to, to be like, this isn't acceptable. Yeah, you that is not
1: acceptable behavior. Right. You don't get to hit your
0: wife, mm-hmm. ever. That's not okay. But abusive relationships are like quicksand. Yeah. They and really you're are
1: stuck. Yeah. Man. It is not like it's I mean, we can all like validate that getting out of a relationship is messy anyway. Yeah. Even when your partner yeah. is a healthy, non-violent, rational human being. Oh gosh, yeah. You know, it's still messy. Because mm-hmm. when people have feelings and they're upset, things are messy. So like when you times that by a thousand, And you're leaving someone who is aggressive and violent and irrational and controlling and jealous and all of the above. Mm -hmm. Imagine how difficult that becomes. Yeah, absolutely. To to me, in my head, this brings us two things. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So first, you have the actual super scary danger part, Mm -hmm. right? And we know that the most lethal time for a woman in an abusive relationship is after she leaves Mm -hmm. that is when the most fatalities occur that is when things get the most scary Mm -hmm. so some people leave a relationship or are thinking about leaving a relationship and know that it's possible they might die yeah Mm -hmm. that he might actually kill them Mm -hmm. and if you are on the outside of that relationship and you're getting threats and you're being stalked a lot of times it's like Okay, so I could stay out of this relationship and die mm-hmm. and be murdered. Mm-hmm. Or I could go back to the relationship and live some more years with my kids. Mm-hmm. That's a complicated choice. Yeah. Right? That right. is not cut and dry. That is not why don't you just leave. Right? Right. So that's one. Did I miss anything with that, with that first one? No. No, okay. The second is... That what I think it's it's hard to conceptualize if you're not in an abusive relationship Is that the physical violence and the scary stuff That is only one side of the coin mm-hmm. The second that you are in an abusive relationship and your partner starts being abusive It is emotional warfare mm-hmm. And it is the goal of the perpetrator to minimize you to your smallest the smallest you could be mm-hmm. until you are completely reliant, completely dependent, and you are nothing without them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if you are in a relationship for a long time that's abusive, it makes perfect sense to me why you would just settle into that and think, this is, this is what I deserve.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is my life. Nobody else is going to put up with me. And even if I'm not happy, I can do this on my own. Yeah. I couldn't... I could not live a life by myself. Mm -hmm. I know that. I've been told that. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: There's this element of chipping away at who you are fundamentally. That by the time you leave a relationship, sometimes there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that means I have nothing without this relationship. Mm -hmm. I cannot survive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means being out of the relationship for a second... And worrying that your worst fears are true and that you can't do it on your own. Yeah. And that the bills are piling up and your kids miss your dad, miss their dad, and there's nothing else. Yeah. And so your best bet is to go back to where you know how to do it. You know your role.
1: It's the, the enemy you know. Yeah. As opposed to what is life on the outside like. Right. That you've been told is not possible mm-hmm. by him. Mm-hmm. And how many women have we sat with in shelter who have cried and cried and cried and said these things that yep. they I just don't know how to do it without him, yep, and
0: I can't do it without him, and
1: I can't and then they're gone, and then they leave shelter, which makes perfect sense
0: to me mm- mm-hmm. totally, and it really makes the the six to nine times today mm-hmm. yeah six to nine times make perfect sense mm-hmm. before you know you can be okay on your own,
2: mm-hmm
0: yeah.
1: Um, this one, I like. Men are victims of domestic violence as often as women are. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like this one. Mm-hmm. So give
0: yourself to think about it. Give yourself a minute to think about it. What's that word?
1: Yep. <laughs> um, the answer to this is, uh, false. Correct. So, Research shows that 95% of the time women are victims of Mm -hmm. domestic violence and that almost always when women are violent in a relationship, it is because they are defending themselves. Now, I will say that is not to say that there are not female perpetrators and that females cannot be primary aggressors in relationships. And we work with men at Safe Project who have been victims of domestic violence at the hands of women. Right. Right? Right. We, we do. And so we do, not, we do not discount the fact that men can be victims. However. Yeah, not at all. There are a lot of people, a lot of perpetrators, who say that women are just as crazy as men and that what about the women? I mean, how many times have you heard that mm-hmm. as an outreach coordinator going out in the community and doing presentations lots, and lots hearing that? What about women who beat up guys? And what about women who rape men? and the answer is does that happen yes it does does that happen the 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 bottom line is and the ugly truth is and what lundy bancroft says and why lundy bancroft does not like us to be gender neutral when talking about domestic mm-hmm. violence is that the bottom line is victims are almost always women statistically yeah statistically mm-hmm. we know i mean any cop will tell you statistically Almost always, domestic violence victims are female, and perpetrators of des- domestic violence are male. Period. Mm-hmm. And the Full same, stop. The same of sexual assault. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's an ugly truth, and it is a hard pill to swallow. Yep, and, and we it don't really like sucks. it. We don't like saying it. We don't like talking about it. <laughs> but it's just what it is. But the it sky is-, is blue, and a majority of domestic violence victims are women. Yep. Yep, that and, is a, f- a fact. And that gets a lot of pushback. Yep, people do not like to hear that. Right. People do not like to hear that. And men often feel very attacked mm-hmm. when they hear that.
2: Mhm.
1: I will say as well I will
0: I will agree men are victims of domestic violence as often as women are. False. False. And the majority of victims of domestic violence are women. I do think this number escalates with non binary folks. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And those in the LGBTQ community. Totally. Mm hmm. And so I think that I think that we can agree this statement is false, but I do think that your risk factors go up.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. If you
0: don't identify as a man.
1: Yes. Mm hmm.
0: Or if you are trans.
1: Yeah. Right? Mm hmm.
0: Because then violence occurs at a higher rate. Yeah, it does. Still, disproportionately women. Yeah. Still the highest piece of the pie here, women. Mm-hmm. The smallest piece slash not a piece, a crumb in the bottom of the pie tin, is men.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Okay, next. Everyone knows a victim of domestic violence. I hope it can pick up the clock ticking.
1: I bet it can. It's a pretty good mic.
0: Let's see. <laughs> The answer to this is true. Yep. The answer to this is true, and I'm sure a lot of you got that um, just because you've listened to our podcast before. One in three women, at least, yeah. will be victims of gender-based violence, and mm-hmm. a lot of that is domestic violence.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, worldwide, between one quarter and one half of women experience violence in an intimate partner relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The likelihood of you knowing somebody who's experienced domestic violence, is extremely high. Yep. I would argue that everyone has met someone who's experienced domestic violence.
1: hmm I just don't think you know about it. No. Mm-hmm. Because people don't often advertise that. Well, it's For not. various reasons. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not something that you tell people when you first meet them. No, it's not like you wear a badge on your
2: shirt
0: that says, yeah. I've experienced domestic violence. Right. I am a sexual assault survivor. Right. No, not at all. But statistically, you definitely have met somebody who. Statistically, you most likely have met somebody who's experienced intimate partner violence. Mm-hmm. Statistically, you 100% have met somebody who's experienced gender based violence.
2: Mm-hmm
1: hmm Of some sort. Yep. Domestic violence or sexual
0: violence. And I would even go as far to say, and I, I get a little bit loony about this, but I would I would even go as far to say when I go into a room full of people, I am positive that at least one person in that room has experienced gender-based violence. Yeah, for sure. Any room. Mm-hmm. Any room, any grouping of people,
2: mm-hmm.
0: one person in that grouping is a survivor.
1: Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm so keep that in mind. And so like that's why like you should be careful about what you say. Yeah. You know like I I often see people post on social media about like women lying about being sexually assaulted or about being victims of domestic violence and things like that and I just think you know someone you love statistically has probably gone through this mm-hmm. and they're reading what you're putting on there like you're they're reading your gross meme or your like conspiracy theory story or whatever. Or your rape joke. Or your rape joke uh-huh. and How does that feel for them? So just yeah. And most likely people listening to this podcast aren't posting rape jokes on Facebook. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But it's just a thought that I have every time I see it. I agree. Who is seeing this and how Who's seeing that? How damaging is that? Yeah. To your granddaughter who was raped in college. Or to your sister whose husband hits her or whatever. Yeah. Just don't be don't be shitty and gross on Facebook. Yeah.
0: Just assume that everyone's having a hard life. Yeah, really, that's
1: right. That's yeah. a good
0: rule of thumb. Maybe that's just like an advocate thing, but I just assume that everyone is unhappy.
1: Everyone's going through yeah. it.
0: Everyone's everyone's experiencing something really hard. Yeah, totally. That's why I I tip highly. <laughs> yeah, that is seriously that that every time I'm like, how much should I tip? Well, my service was terrible. Who knows what's going on? That's just my that's general a rule a really of thumb. Good seriously, because you never know. No, you, you never don't. know what's happening. You and never just assume do. everyone
1: has a really terrible life. <laughs> well, they probably do. We're all struggling with something. Yeah,
0: with something. Yeah. It could be gender-based violence. It could be a family member dealing with mental illness. It could be substance abuse. It could be personal mental health issues. It could be that you can't pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Could be that your kid is acting out. Mm-hmm.
1: Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Soapbox done. Okay. This last myth. Yeah. I really like, and I'm going to add, I'm going to add a piece to it. Okay. So men who abuse are violent because they can't control their anger
2: yeah. and
1: frustration or men who abuse and are violent are mentally ill. Yeah. Because I think those are the, those are one in the same. Right. Right. Like those go together. Yeah. Well, they're often packaged. Together. They're often packaged together that like men who are violent towards women have a mental illness mm-hmm.
2: that causes mm-hmm. them
1: to be that way. Yep. Um, Or they have like anger management problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which we know, first of all, the bottom line is, is people who have, are there people in the world who have anger management problems? Yes.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Your face right now. I'm one of
1: them. And are there people in the world who struggle with mental illness and as a result have been violent towards someone else? Sure. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, and if you talk to any psychologist, any therapist, any psychiatrist, they will all tell you that people who act violently because of mental illness or because of anger problems act violently towards anyone. Everyone. You are in their way. They're going to be violent towards you. Roommate, cousin. The store clerk at Walmart. Uber driver. Like, I'm pissed. You counted my change back wrong. What do you mean you don't have any milk? Like... (laughs) Right. Like, you know, like they're right. just crazy all the time. Right. But like batterers, abusers aren't screaming and yelling mm-hmm. at their boss. They're not hitting their pastor at church. Mm-hmm. They're not like trying to run over a da- another dad at the school drop off with their car. No. Because he got in their way. Right. They are controlled and they are violent towards their children. And their partner. Yep, and that's it. it. They save it all for one person. They do. That's it. Mm-hmm. They might get in, like they might like get in a bar fight, you know, like they might, you know, but like the bottom line is, they are not mentally ill, and they are. There is no mental. There, right? As a therapist, you yeah. would say there's not a diagnosis,
2: no, for a batterer, no, right?
1: And can they have
0: other diagnoses? Sure, absolutely, sure. absolutely. And can they have an anger problem on top of being abusive? Sure. But those are two separate But they are problems. separate things. How I like to think about it is if you, like, I think that we, as a human, you know, existence, all experience anxiety at some mm-hmm. point or another. Sure. And some of us have anxiety disorders that they experience anxiety all the time. Sure. Right? So if you are one of those person that have, people that have anxiety... Or if you have a mental illness of some sort, you know that that doesn't turn on and off. Right. No, it doesn't. If you are anxious and you have anxiety, you are, you are anxious and have anxiety everywhere. Yeah. You have anxiety at Walmart, you have anxiety in your car, you have anxiety at work, you have anxiety coming home. Mm-hmm. It's just always there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there are some things that make it worse mm-hmm. and you some things that make you more anxious and you have great coping skills to deal with it, that
1: said... It's there. You always feel like crap because you're anxious all the time. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a friend that you can get to know. Yep, yep. It's always
0: sitting comfortably next to you. Correct, yes. Yeah. That doesn't happen with perpetrators. Mm. If this were a diagnosable... Anger thing mm-hmm. where you couldn't control your anger, it would be like this anxiety I'm talking about. Yep. You're angry in the car, you're angry at work, you're blowing up at people all the time. You're yelling at your mom, you're yelling at your friends. In every environment. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's enough control over your anger or your outbursts or your whatever. To have it only affect you in one spot means that it's not a mental illness. Right. Right? Because if something's a mental illness, it has to affect all areas of your life. Mm -hmm. It's not a flip you switch on and off. Mm -hmm. And so this is a really common thing, especially with survivors Mm -hmm. and people who have been victimized in this way. How frequently do we hear they need anger management?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And they might. But that most likely will not fix the problem. No. Because having a short fuse and being quick to get pissed mm-hmm. is different than having a value set that says I get to hurt people who are weaker than me. Right. Those are two different things. Right. And you can have both of those things. Mm-hmm. And is it is it easier to, I, I would argue that it's much easier to treat someone's short fuse and give them anger management mm-hmm. to like calm down take some deep breaths before you punch the clerk at Albertsons. Right. As opposed to, like, don't beat your wife. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I would
0: guess confidently that any anger management intervention that you could give somebody would not stop no.
1: abuse. No. Would they not. are two completely different things. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to package them together. Totally. Because it's it's easy to... To say, like, how could somebody act this way if they don't have a mental illness? Correct. Or if, I mean, my gosh, what a crazy person. I right. mean, people, that's hard to believe that people can just haul off and beat their wife. Well, and me sitting
0: here, I am not abusive. Right. And so I'm like, how does this make sense? Like, I, I would never, mm-hmm. I would never beat my wife. Mm-hmm. That's not something I could do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't have that within me mm-hmm. to consistently over time... Over the span of years, beat or strangle my wife. Mm -hmm. So, how do, how, what's different? Like, it must be a mental illness, Mm -hmm.
1: right? But it's not. No. And we know that people who are mentally ill are much more likely to be abused and be hurt than they are to hurt others,
0: right? More frequently victimized. So, it's,
1: yeah, it's really upsetting when people say that people commit crimes because of mental illness.
0: But it's scary. Because It is scary to think that someone could do something
1: bad and be in complete control and want to do the bad thing. And know that they're doing it, mm-hmm. know that they're hurting someone, that it's not okay, yep. and do it anyway.
2: Right.
0: And that's why when people com- commit horrific crimes, people are really quick to pin it on the mentally ill. Mm-hmm. That person must be mentally ill. Mm-hmm. That's the only way this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's way scarier to think, nope, that person is in their complete right mind. They kid, they have organized thoughts. They do not have holes in their reasoning. They're just making this choice to do that. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. That's really scary. And it's a terrifying reality of our world. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: These were some good myths. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely, I love I love some good uh, truth or dare,
1: truth or. dare. T- <laughs> God, I don't know <laughs> we why we should do truth or dare domestic violence edition. How would that look? For I don't know, but I think we should to do to it. Even do it'd be funny. I don't know.
0: Truth or dare? Okay, truth. For example, like what would be an
1: example of a truth in a truth or dare domestic violence version? Well, a truth could be like, what's the craziest domestic violence situation that you've worked with as an advocate? That okay. could be a truth. Easy dare dare. What are you gonna do? Call up know. your least
0: favorite client from five years ago. Call up a perpetrator. Well we've we've all some of us have done that accidentally, so <laughs> that some days are hard. <laughs> I said accidentally. Yeah. Some days are harder than others. That's a story for another time. Yep. That'll be one of my advocate war stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's my oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, my heart is racing. <laughs> That was a terrible experience. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have questions about any of these truth or dares, or if you want to talk them out, if you don't agree with something we said, give us a call. We're happy to discuss this more fully. Yep. Um, Or if any of this kind of resonates with you and you want to talk to an advocate about it, also give us a call. Yeah. Mm 307-745-3556. And if you know everything about domestic violence congratulations wow you are a smart cookie i don't me either yeah but if you do that's terrific if you don't and you realize that you were thinking some things that were not 100 percent true do some digging Mm -hmm. you know figure out what what else that you think that might not be right yeah right we're always learning right that's what we're doing yep and have a really good day and a really good domestic violence awareness month yeah yep look forward to a lot more podcast episodes that are super dv focused throughout the month because it's our favorite month yeah it's important that's right (laughs) okay have a
2: good day bye